Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Off, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and I won't forget to do the intro this time. With me, as always, is Taylor Salen. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Lauren Sperling. Hi, friends. It was just the 4th of July, the birth of our nation that was once so great and now probably more like late Rome. Um, <laughs> anyway... What did you guys do for the 4th of July? I was at a park. I played a lot of beer pong, drank a lot of red, white, and blue, and that's PBR, Mm -hmm. not Budweiser, because Budweiser releases a red, white, and blue can for 4th of July, and PBR is always red, white, and blue. Mm. Uh, Got drunk, ate like five hot dogs over the course of one day. I feel like that's too many hot dogs Mm -hmm. for one person to eat, but I did it, and I feel fine today. So That's good. Good job. That's okay. What did you do, Taylor? Uh, not much, really. Just kind of hung out with uh, some friends and family. Went over to a buddy's barbecue the day before the 4th. Um, our dog kind of freaks out with the fireworks and stuff, so we kind of like tried to get away. And, Your dog and freaks out if someone it. knocks on the door. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> That's true. No, but she freaks like she gets like super scared and like, you know, yeah. cringy Aww. and shaky and stuff. So, you know, it's like as much as I love fireworks, I also hate the this season of the year. Mm-hmm. There was a dog at the rooftop where we ended up last night watching fireworks, and it, the fireworks were, you know, in L.A., they're, like, illegally mm-hmm. and legally. Oh, right? they're, they're just fucking all fucking over the everywhere, place. dude. And the, yeah. there's a dog up there, and she's just, like, looking around, like, all hat, like, not giving a shit. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, every dog I know freaks out, and this dog's just like, oh, fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, Lauren, what, what, what did you guys do over there in the fucking colonizer part of the country yeah i know it was weird celebrating it over here i felt like such a rebel um <laughs> we also did, did a barbecue on the saturday harbor, is that... no no i should have but i wasn't near the water that day so right. um no we had a barbecue on saturday also some of my classmates um and then on the actual fourth i well first of all i had a burger uh not a beef one because i can't eat beef but you know, sentiment. Still, um, America. Yeah, it was called the Tribute, so it was modeled after like an American style burger. I just subbed the patty out, and it tasted like a gourmet, uh, freaking Carl's Jr. burger. That's <laughs> there <funny>. you go. <laughs> it was actually really good. Awesome. Um, but I also got my second vaccine, so Ooh-ooh. Independence Day, Independence granted. Yeah, yeah. Independence <laughs> from lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Taylor, roll me those sweet, smooth jams. Wooka wooka. That was hand. really smooth. Yeah, I had to do the handshake with that one just to give it more, you know, pizzazz. It's pretty smooth, dude. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know if we talked about the Eternals trailer w- when it came out, but there's a new trailer for uh, Shang-Chi uh, mm. and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's actually really funny. I was on the... Uh, <laughs> this is going to sound so old white man of me. I was on the par three today. Uh, <laughs> golfing with uh, Patrick Garrity, who's been on the podcast before. Uh, old roommate of Taylor and I. 
um we were talking about how much we hated iron man 3 and like just like it's it's probably yeah. my least favorite uh mcu movie maybe thor the dark world but probably iron man 3 um <laughs> and we just were reminiscing about how the mandarin you know they like that fuck like marvel doesn't usually misstep right but when they do and i think it was bad in that one you know yeah uh, the whole fake mandarin thing was really just so fucking stupid um that was a tangent uh in 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 we're we're going to get i guess what i'm getting at is we're gonna get the real mandarin in yeah. uh, shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and it, it's it's shang chi's d- dad is kind of what the trailer makes it out to be yeah that's kind of the way yeah. they're they're positioning it i mean you know so first of all i somewhat Uh-oh. agree with you on iron man 3 but at the same time <laughs> i somewhat disagree like i i think it was a bold move to do that i uh, agree in the sense that it didn't quite pay off but i agree for or disagree for like different reasons right mm-hmm. but in this one you know mandarin has always been kind of like a cultural character in a lot of ways especially in yeah. the early days of of the you know his origins in the comics and stuff and you know marvel has always kind of appropriated characters in a way that fits mm-hmm. the universe you know and and keeps the essence of the character but like you know makes it more modern and sort of digestible for, you know, mass audiences. And that kind of feels like what they're doing here. It's not like the, I mean, the 10 rings in the movie are vastly different than like what they do in the comics where it's like like, power bracelets. Exactly. They're they're almost like Jack's arms. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it it like (laughs) some sort of thing like that. And I'm sure they'll explain it, but you know, traditionally Mandarin is like literally like 10 rings and it's like each one has like a different, sort of essence and, and magical quality to it. And, you know, I think that yeah. this is very much their way of, like, stepping away from the cartooniness of that while also keeping, you know, sort of the lore intact. Well, which is a good choice because you don't want to have him with, like, a Fu Manchu mustache. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's just, that's not, to mention, not to mention, you know, the cultural aspect of it where it's, you know, yeah. uh, kind of offensive to Asian culture in a lot of ways. So, Oh, absolutely. Uh, Lauren, you just watched this trailer, so you you probably have it fresh in your mind. Uh, what what kind of like stood out to you the most? Um, yeah, I mean, I think just the really the visuals of it, and like you're saying, like how those ten rings will work, um, and then of course, like seeing Abomination also was pretty <laughs> rad. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean, we've been wondering. They've they've always told us that incredible hulk it's fucking it's mcu canon right and everyone's like mm-hmm. is it though now we got abomination back so now you know <laughs> now it really really is yeah yeah i also got to say the music was really good in the trailer too so yeah i'm excited to see how like the the vibe of the trailer how that translates to the actual film yeah yeah definitely yeah. and i think like what i love most about this is the just the this trailer kind of goes hog wild with like mm-hmm. what this movie actually is. You know, I felt like the first trailer in retrospect probably was a little bit guarded, you know, and what mm-hmm. it was willing to show. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's usually the way it is with first trailers, but with this in particular, um, you know, this one just kind of goes balls to the wall. And I love that about it. I think I've seen yeah. some complaints about the visuals online and stuff. And I'm like, 
I mean, considering, you know, what this movie's trying to do, I think it's a pretty bold approach, especially for a Marvel movie. Like you I mean, maybe with the exception of like Guardians and Thor Ragnarok, like we haven't really seen a Marvel movie that looks colorful in this type of way, you know what I mean? Um, because, you know, one of the biggest mm-hmm. like criticisms of the MCU is how the visuals like kind of look not that like the coloring is very like monotone and there's not a lot of color and you know all these things that kind of unify the MCU to a certain respect but at the same time like can be a downfall sometimes so I just love that yeah this is going balls to the wall I mean they got Bill Pope to DP this thing I mean this is the guy who shot Scott Pilgrim and I think we mentioned this before and like the Matrix I mean come on now like you're doing a martial arts film like you're gonna get the guy who shot the Matrix um so yeah, I mean it's uh it's definitely ambitious. There's kind of some crazy shit in here, but I love uh just, you know, how crazy, you know, sort of how balls to the wall it's going. I mean, at one point we see like an underwater dragon which some people was <laughs> convinced that it was like Fing Fang Foom, which it's been it's been confirmed that it's, it's not, not. I know. Fing yeah. Fang Foom, which cuz I'd be it'd be fucking cool if it was though. Yeah, I mean again, another one of those elements um uh, like not the greatest cultural representation name wise, you know what I mean? It's like kind of, yeah. right. but I, you know, I, I love the way again that they're kind of changing that to like, make it a little bit more acceptable to modern audiences. Um, yeah. And then yeah. The, the one thing about the abomination thing that I wanted to mention is it kind of seems like this is almost cause Wong is there too. And they don't really mm-hmm. explain that, but it's like some sort of like I mean, fighting we didn't get a close up of that yeah. guy. Like we did Abomination. It could be Wong. It could just be another dude who knows the like the magic. Right? Yeah, it 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 true. It looks like Wong. Let's put it like there's a high probability <laughs> that it could be him, but it, it could also does be look like else. Wong. But we're also talking about not being like culturally insensitive. Like maybe it's just a, like a fat Asian guy. You know? Oh like, yeah, no, totally. I mean, he looks like a, he looks like a. a Sanctum Santorum guy, or however the fuck you pronounce it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it almost seems to me like this is a little bit of a fake out in, in the sense that, like, maybe this is some sort of, like, hollow projection or, like, some sort of, like, rendering of these characters. You know what I mean? Um, I, maybe I'm wrong on that, but it just feels well, like... I think we knew that there was going to be some sort of, like, a tournament in this yes. movie, right? Like, yes. like a tournament of champions-style, yes. like, fighting thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. what we've known about that for, like, a long time. Yeah. Uh, so it would make sure that... It would make sense, like, Abomination is in it. I don't know, maybe General Thunderbolt Ross brings people from, like, Raft, right, to, like, mm-hmm. fight in this thing. I guess that's yeah. the only reason, Ab- like, Abomination could be there, right? Yeah. Well, exactly, uh, yeah. and that's that's the thing is, like... That's what I couldn't wrap my head around is like, why would Abomination be there? So it's kind of like yeah. trying to figure out that question. But yeah, I mean, it could be a multitude of things. But I just think there's a little bit more to this cameo than. Um, yeah. Or I guess in the opposite respect, a little less like then people are putting a lot of emphasis like, oh, Abomination's back. But like, I don't yeah. think it's going to be a very big like thing, you know. I, I know. think it leads. I think it gives uh, like a wide berth to like who else could we see cameo in this yeah. tournament, right? You're mm-hmm. going to need a lot of people. There's a lot of projects coming up that they need to kind of like start laying the seeds for, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of if we get an X-Men movie in the next like five to fucking eight years, right? You got to start kind of laying those seeds. Like they do. They like to do yeah. that really early on. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if we don't see an X-Man directly, maybe, you know, <laughs> that we see like some like, you know some yellow spandex you know in like a locker room or something and they're like that's the next yeah. fighter then they cut away and you're like wolverine That'd be uh, funny. 
I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I agree. I don't think Abomination is going to be a big thing in it just because I don't think they would have showed it if it was going to be a big plot point, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. True. So we'll see. But cool to know that, you know, where they're finally circling back on that, just kind of like they circle back on um, Red Skull and uh, in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And all that yeah. Stuff, so good and to know. And Vormir. Yep. Uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, there was one small piece of thing. Like, there were some. Actually, before that, I didn't uh, I didn't see what Alfred Molina said, but apparently Alfred Molina spoiled some Spider-Man 3 stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he Entertainment Tonight asked uh, Kevin Feige uh, what upcoming projects Julia Louis-Dreyfus was going to appear in. And he just said, you should ask Alfred Molina. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like whoa, fucking Kevin Feige with the goddamn shade. Yeah, bro. he's like, I'm not taking this shit anymore. <laughs> that is savage. <laughs> Dealing with Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland and Alfred Molina. <laughs> uh, did you hear what he had said? Uh, what what was like spoiled? No. No? All right, cool, because I didn't either. But if you had, I wanted to know. Mm. But I'm not going to like put the effort in. <laughs> I'm sure so, I could look it up. I don't want to go out of my way to purposely spoil myself. But if you guys yeah. knew, I was going to ask you, like, oh, what is it? Anyway, Spider-Man news, though. They released some toys. Toys are always a great indication of uh, what a movie's going to be like. Early spoilers for costumes and whatnot. They got to sell that merchandise. You know how it is. Um, Some Spider-Man 3. I hate saying that. Some Spider-Man 3 uh, merch came out, (laughs) and it's got some new Spidey costumes. There's a black and gold. The suit is black. The webbing is gold. Kind of like a Black Panther-ish vibe, Mm -hmm. I would say. Maybe it's like a Wakandan vibranium suit. Who knows? That'd be cool. Um, but there's one where Spidey's web blasters are doing like the Sanctum Santorum like magic emblem thing. So that's curious. Obviously, mm-hmm. no explanation. Just things to wildly speculate about for the next six months. <laughs> yeah. uh, but String Spidey theory and board magic? is out. Yeah. The Charlie Day fucking yeah. meme. <laughs> um, but what does this mean? Is Spidey going to use magic? Like, does he steal something from from Doctor Strange and he goes out into the multiverse on his own cuz he's like a bad boy, you know, is he <laughs> Is he is he being is he being naughty Peter Parker? <laughs> he's going to do some magic with a kick, magic with a punch, you know. <laughs> um yeah, I mean it could be a multitude of things. I feel like to a certain respect, like it kind of might be a a buddy kind of sort of deal where it's like maybe Doctor yeah. Strange kind of takes him under his wing and yeah. He's kind of forced to like you know, lead the way to figure out like how to fix fucking all this shit that's going awry. But I feel like that's something that you can't necessarily just steal like the like right. the magic elements yeah. of that thing. So it just leads me to believe that like, you know, uh, it must be true. taught in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Taught or learned. Want... Yeah. 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 Well, when you teach someone, they usually learn the thing. Well, so, you know what um, I'm saying. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want another, like, I want, P- so in man, in the fucking comics, Peter Parker ain't got no fucking mentor. He's just, he goes out there and he fucks up. He gets people killed. Then he's all sad about it because responsibility and shit. And then he does it all over again. And I'm tired of this, like, Iron Man's the mentor. Doctor Strange is the mentor. Like, let the dude go out and fuck up on well, his own. Exactly. Well, I it, think. Go ahead. He, I mean, I don't know. I think he kind of did with Mysterio. Because he didn't have a mentor. Well, a little bit. Clearly fucked that one up. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think that, like, definitely for this, you know, that's one of my worries is, like, integrating the whole Doctor Strange into the, the new suit thing, like, kind of almost puts in them, them in that same trap of, like, not letting yeah. Spidey kind of, like, be his own 
sort of hero, if you will. And I just hope that you know they have a they they figure some sort of workaround to that. I'm sure they probably have, but um, I if they can hope so. if they continue to be super dependent like that, you know, on other characters to carry a character like Spider Man, it's like come on now. But you know, then again, we don't know Marvel's plan. Maybe the second trilogy is where he becomes a little bit more independent, you know, and goes yeah graduates high school and goes out into the world and into college and all that stuff. So who knows? I'm just terrified about this fucking like. What happens after this movie? You know, like a deal with Sony could fall apart at any moment. Um, yeah. So I'm just, just like, no, make it as good as you can while we have it. <laughs> Don't yeah. squander your opportunities. Uh, but we should. Where's that fucking trailer? Let me fucking call call Alfred Molina and ask him where this fucking I know, where this right? fucking trailer's at. It's it's gonna <laughs> drop soon, dude. It's it's probably. I would not be surprised if it shows in front of Black Widow or sometime right after Black Widow Probably. because once I believe that's the next release no we have this Eternals week, before this that week motherfucker no no, no I'm Black saying Widow, though I this, like uh, isn't far, uh, No Way Home the next one after Black Widow or is it Eternals I can't even remember no. anymore Eternals is Eternals November first. yeah okay yeah yeah and then Spider-Man's like next year so yeah I guess technically we have yeah. a decent amount of time left December this year dude mm, I feel like that's pretty freaking the movie's supposed to come out in like april or whatever that's no way home comes out this year does it it comes out december fuck dude i totally forgot they moved it I it's thought... this fucking year bro yeah okay so i'm thinking of doctor strange which is in like march or april that's what it is yeah, i'm yeah. confusing yeah. all this shit now because they're all in the same movies together that's what i'm saying i want my oh, fucking yeah. trailer because it comes and out this year everything yeah. is all over the place yeah well we should get like, one moved around so many times yeah. yeah i mean we should probably get one soon then really soon dude yeah, the second half of the year is just stacked with Marvel. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Cheers to Marvel. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yo, let's talk about some Marvel, though. Loki episodes three and four. Um, yeah, I should have specified theatrical Marvel because we yes. are in the midst of television oh. Marvel. Well, but we, combined all together, it's like the rest of the year is Marvel, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a combination of Marvel. Marvel took my 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 statement personally last podcast when I was like, mm-hmm. they just want to prove me wrong. And they were like, yeah, dude, and we're going to do it again. We're going to do it even harder. And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, dude, these last episodes were insanity. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll start. I want to talk about them all at once, but we, you know, it's not. Yeah. We have, possible. To, we have to have some sort yeah. of continuity, right? I know. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But episode three picks up where L- Loki ran off mm-hmm. with uh, Lady Loki. Uh, they have a plan. I don't know. Take it away, Taylor. <laughs> it starts. We start in a vision for episode three. Yeah. Isn't it the flashback oh, or is that episode four? They, they come and they the TV no, comes in, takes away no. young. No, 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 no. We start in um, Sylvie's uh, mind control of oh, the that's right. of the TVA twenty. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And so we we We're good we at learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we learn that uh, she can somehow control and get in their minds and mm-hmm. lock them in their minds. Basically, uh, yeah, that's where we start. Yeah, and 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 also, you know, we learn later too that it sort of in the process unearths like 
sort of hidden memories or su- suppressed yes. memories. So that's super yeah, important. Yeah, we don't know element. that at the top, but exactly. we do learn that. But yeah, and it also differentiates from like what Loki's able to do. But that's, you know, it's a little bit further yeah. down the line, like you said. Um, She's yeah, trying and, to get the information out of her of where the timekeepers are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, they're in like a tiki bar. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> I love a good tiki bar. Yeah. Um, and then, so they basically arrive, like, uh, I think it's called Lamentus is the planet they arrive on, right? Yeah. Lamentus yep. 1. Lamentus 1. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is, which is great because it's like, oh, hey, there's another corner of the MCU, the cosmic MCU that's, you know, being, the groundwork's being laid for. Um, yeah. they, they land there in like 2077, I think. Um, yep. and then they quickly learn that like, this is a pretty bad apocalypse, probably one of the worst that at least Sylvie indicates, so. The moon is like exploding onto mm-hmm. the planet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they they say it's another planet, I believe, but it looks like a moon. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's a planet moon. Moon planet. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I mean, I I really I enjoyed a lot of this episode, but I feel like everything kind of happens like kind of like towards the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of like uh, character building in this exactly. episode yeah no, like this lady is... loki and loki like mm-hmm. learning each other becoming friends maybe falling in love who knows um and like the tent pad which is the thing that time the timekeepers use to travel time uh it breaks right mm-hmm. loki's like oh shit my shit's it, oops now what do we do um which is not great for them but that comes after a long like amazing like train ride sequence mm-hmm. um where we, I, I, he, he being Tom Hiddleston singing in the fucking, um, Asgardian, mm-hmm. like language, that scene was so good. Yeah. 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 Drunk the, Loki. Seriously, just the whole sequence was, was pretty great. He's not drunk, and he's like, full. Yeah. Exactly. And so, <laughs> go, go ahead, Taylor. No, no, you go for it. I was just going to say, so I, I watched a recap video uh, before the podcast today. And uh, so apparently, first of all, the Asgardian language is like uh, Nordic uh, mm-hmm. and Makes sense. full yeah. means drunk in yeah. Nordic. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like full of mead, basically inside. Yeah. 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 Uh, <clears throat> a little inside joke with himself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, I just, I, well, A, like you said, it's a character sequence, so of course I'm going to naturally love it. And I think it's a pretty well-executed sort of character episode in general, like where we just really get the time to like know Sylvie a little bit better and also understand Loki a little bit better because, you know, something we'll definitely talk about with the next episode is the way that this show keeps deconstructing Loki, like pulling the pieces apart to sort of put them back together, hopefully at the end. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been really interesting, but to, to you know, to your point about drunk Loki, I just love that it's like something we've never really seen from him before. You know what I mean? We've never, yeah, truly seen Loki in that kind of state and like kind of where he basically isn't scheming and he like doesn't really give a shit. You know what I mean? For it seems like for the most part. Um, but I think the most important element of this that we haven't touched on yet is the fact that Loki basically reveals that he's bi. Um, which I was is just yeah, gonna say kind that, yeah. of a pretty <laughs> big step for the MCU, especially such an established character as Loki. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's really exciting because we got earlier confirmation that Loki is also gender fluid. Yes. So then to have this confirmation yeah. added as well just opens so many doors, which is so great. I don't yeah. want to 
uh, you know, put a like a damper on this. But guys, we had the Grandmaster. Uh, the Grandmaster <laughs> was the biased of of motherfuckers. I think we had ever yeah. that dude. That dude would fuck anything. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like that wasn't. No word was like confirming know, that. Know. You know, like this is like actual like yeah. Out of his mouth, not just he says speculating behavior. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think I just a, saw that meme with the Grand Master, and it was like this was the first bi guy in the MCU, and I was like, damn, you're fucking right. Yeah, yeah. that guy was totally. having sex with aliens, and totally. <laughs> yeah. well, and, so in that way, he'd probably be more pansexual than bi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. To be honest, um, uh, yeah, and, and no, I mean, I think that just like the way the show handles it too, like it's it's obviously a big deal, but they don't like the show itself, the writing, they don't make a big deal about it it's very much in passing and i think that was yeah. the smart way to do it because it's like okay it, it is what it is you know it's not it's not it is important but it's also not you know what i mean in yeah. terms of the forward progression of the story but um but still you know again a really important detail that they kind of nail pretty nicely in my opinion mm-hmm. i also yeah. really love this sequence because like you said with the like the character development of it but just from a nerdy actor standpoint too loki's whole speech about like love being a dagger love is a dagger yeah yeah is like such a callback to the Macbeth dagger scene Mm -hmm. as well i don't know how familiar you guys are with with Macbeth, but um, not at all familiar enough (laughs) cool (laughs) he like hallucinates a dagger in front of him like during his Ooh. madness, trying to figure out what to do. So I don't know, especially with again, Hiddleston being a Shakespearean trained actor. Like I just thought yeah. it was a really cool little nerdy Easter egg as well for that. Like euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. Another great Easter egg is I'll have another. And he throws the, yes, yeah. that too. Yeah. That's <laughs> great callback. Great callback. Classic Thor one callback. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know much else. Again, it's a great character episode. They jump out. Well, Loki is thrown out of the train uh, through the window <laughs> in a great fight sequence, I would say. Um, that's when the tent pad breaks and she's like, you idiot. Now we're going to die. Yeah. And he's like, no, just go hijack that fucking the ship. They're all trying to like get off on. It'll be great. We'll be able to do it. <laughs> and I think in that sequence, she reveals to Loki kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode with um, the TVA agent that they're all variants Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that the TVA that these people weren't created by the TVA. These people were stolen from time Mm -hmm. memories, wiped made to work for the TVA Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of a big reveal. Uh, They get to the ship. Uh, All hell is breaking loose, right? All like the moon or the other planet is kind of reached like terminal velocity of like fuck things up. Mm-hmm. And it's just destroying everything. We see some powers that Loki, we didn't, I mean, we saw him use some telekinesis when he grabbed like that Roomba to fight at the rocks cart place, mm-hmm. but a whole tower almost falls on them and he like stops it and then like yeah. pushes it back. Yeah. That's pretty fucking like, that's pretty fucking powerful. We've also seen it once before. I want to say in dark world when he's in a cell and he like pushes all the furniture out because he gets mm. mad oh yeah yeah it pushes out the, yeah totally i do but I still do it, that now. it is a much like 
This is a much bigger thing. Doc collapse with oh, your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, also like Loki actually saving other people's lives too. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. that's definitely an important detail. But I do want to give a shout out to that that whole sort of final sequence in the third episode because I just thought it was mm-hmm. really well done. Like the action was really well shot and like nice long takes that are clearly stitched yeah, together like, to look m- like a one or one Yeah. But it was coherent right mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about it a little bit later but the action in the fourth episode is just the exact opposite of that it's fucking atrocious in my opinion so I, oh, it's wow. just funny seeing like this level of action being done and then like what happens in in the later episodes mm. so okay um i liked it though i think i like yeah. this episode i think this might be my my, my favorite episode so far oh, even though not a lot of plot happens it's just really all character development i always appreciate that so Especially in a Marvel yeah. thing. Well, we don't know what's going to happen to them because at the end they get to the ship where they were supposedly trying to escape and it blows the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, we... Look, Loki's died a hundred times, right? So yeah. when we think like, oh no, the ship's blown up. Now they're going to die. It's like, but is he really going to die? Yeah. Uh, well, but that's when the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Well, you know they're going to make it out somehow, but I think it does prove to be a really nice, like, compelling sort of midpoint, like the point of no return, so to speak, you know, where it's like, okay, now they're kind of in the shit and they have to, like, sort of, you know, figure it out. But um, I think it's really interesting what they sort of start with in the next episode, which we'll get into, is, like, kind of them essentially, like, creating a whole new nexus point by, like, all of these events that that happen, you know, in, in episode three, so... Yeah, the um, episode four is where it opens up, where they come in, they kidnap young. Yes, yeah. and it, Sylvie. Yes, I do want to give a shout out to this to to this one in particular, though, because I don't know if you guys noticed on the establishing shot of Asgard, it's always shot from the front, right? But mm-hmm. here they shoot it from behind. And for yeah. me, that tells me that, like, okay, this is the perspective of, of an outsider, of a Loki, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, not someone who's someone who's not truly Asgardian. And I yeah. think that was just a great little detail, like, visual sort of stuff that only someone who had seen those other movies would know. Um, but it's just, a, it's just a wonderful little detail, and I love stuff like that. So I had to point it out. Yeah, I, I think it's also, like, her perspective of, like, wanting to get out also. Yeah, like being like trapped. Like looking beyond Asgard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we see the TVA people come up. You know, they sort of like basically just kidnap her um, and bring her back to the TVA. And then I think we we have a tiny montage where we see some of the moments where mm-hmm. she's kind of like being processed or whatever. And then, you know, she eventually escapes. And I, for me, I felt like that was... Pretty like, quickly, too. I feel like that was enough backstory. Like if they would have drawn that yeah. out even further, like it... You know, it, it's very reminiscent of... I don't know if you guys remember that episode of WandaVision where they did... Jesus Christ. Sorry, my dogs are barking right now. Um, that episode of WandaVision where they did, like, the backstory on um, on Agatha, um, yeah. his character. And that, for me, was like, okay, that was a little bit too much. Here, I feel like it's just right. Like, we get the gist of what sort of drives her, you know, her motivation, yeah. if you will. And then, okay, boom, like, on to continuing the story. Well, and we see, like... It's basically a sped up version of Loki's intake, obviously. And so we see that things really haven't changed in the process of the TVA intake in however long it's been. Um, Clearly a couple decades, probably, based on the age of Sylvie when we first 
see yeah. her versus now. Time is a construct. Um, I mean, time is a construct, clearly. But, like, mm-hmm. the subtle differences uh, of of decoration within there that show us that it was earlier in time. But, like, the same process is the same. And then also that, like, uh, Ravona. Is that yeah. her name? Ravana, yeah. I think. Renslayer. Ravana? Yeah. Renslayer, Rav- yeah. Yeah, something like Renslayer, that. Renslayer, yeah. Renslayer is the one that essentially brought her in and let her escape and then now somehow is a judge after letting a Loki. Yeah, she fucked up massively, obviously, but now she's like the head of... Yeah, to, you're right. It isn't really... Well... She like got a promotion still. I Well, so here mm-hmm. is the thing, though, is we know that especially after the end of the episode, which, you know, obviously we'll get into in a few moments here, but uh, we know that she's kind of like the person pulling the strings. So as far as I took it, it's like she's kind of been in charge all the time. She's just taking the sort of guise of a judge so that people don't sort of question her level of power or control or whatever you want to call it. So that's kind of the way I interpreted it. Um, But only after you see the, you know, the rest of the episode. No, yeah, but, but she, she was, but she, she was, was answering to someone else when, yeah, 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 because like she, she was, was also a CE, a... like a C number, you know, like C twenty B fifteen. She was a twenty four agent. Yeah, yeah, she was like a. There was like a judge before her when she brought in. Yeah. So this Sylvie, could. So she wouldn't be in charge. Yeah. yeah, this could be a little rabbit hole thing. I don't know if we want to go down a theory rabbit hole, but. Mm. She is A24, which is the episode of Avengers that uh, I can never remember. Raven Slayer, right? Ren Slayer. Ren Slayer. I don't know why I can't. Her name's not sticking in my head. But um, where she first appears with Kang the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So big theories now are possibly Kang is involved somehow. Oh, yeah. My my whole theory with Kang the Conqueror, we'll, we'll... We'll get there when we get to the end of the episode. Uh, but sure, but that like definitely involved. could be a little Easter egg of, oh, yeah. of her little badge number before she becomes judge and then mm-hmm. head of yeah. TVA. I mean, that would make so, a lot yeah. of sense, too, you know, where it's like she's kind of the Darth Vader to Kang's emperor, if you will. So uh, Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, we find Loki and Sylvie on uh, Lamentus 1. They're about to die. They're talking. Seemingly, they're falling in love. And it creates a fucking nexus branch on the mm-hmm. timeline. Mm-hmm. The TVA, you know, says whatever the fuck like this. We've never seen something this crazy before because it's going like straight up. Yeah. Right. Um, so they find out where they are, which is funny because if it's an apocalypse, you're not supposed to be able to create like nexus events. Right. Because yeah. the timeline ends. But apparently it's so powerful yeah. that they find them. They come and they arrest them. Um but let's talk about how Loki falling in love with himself is just like the most Loki thing that he could uh, well, ever do. Well, of course, and also like the the only thing powerful enough powerful enough to create a nexus event in an apocalypse is a Loki, you know, fucking Loki on Loki relationship. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, I was at I was at a bar in Silver Lake the other day, and I was like chatting with the bartender because she had mentioned like watching Loki to like the barkeep. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, we like, we're chatting. And she was like, yeah, it's weird that Loki was like in love with his sister. And I was like, it's not his sister. It's like him. Just, like a just woman. so you know, yeah. just so in you a different know. Timeline. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but that's basically like his sister. And I was like, 
No, no, that's it's himself. him. <laughs> I like, I was getting like frustrated. Like try, I, I was like, I'm just going to, I just said like, uh-huh. At some point I just said, yep. Cause she just kept being like, yeah, but it's like his sister. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, no, Dude, it's no, him. It's, you know what that reminds me of is that moment in back to the future where Marty plays like rock and roll and goes all crazy and everybody doesn't know what to think of it. And it's like, oh, I guess you weren't ready for that, you know, but with the multiverse instead. Yeah. yeah. You're not quite ready for this. Are you? <laughs> she couldn't process the, like in an alternate universe, it's still you, but you're a different gender. Yeah. It's not yeah. his yeah. sister. It's yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but anyway, Loki fell in love with himself. That fucking yeah. narcissist. Yep. And then uh, and then from from this point, they get split up and uh, Loki gets t- like thrown into like basically a time loop torture chamber. Uh, Before that, he tells Mobius the TVA is lying to and you. And of course, he doesn't believe him. Yeah, yeah and he doesn't yeah. believe him. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we get the what I would consider to be the big cameo of this episode, which is uh, Jamie Alexander returning as Sif, Lady which Sif. has been... Yeah. I think since Thor, the Dark World was the last time we saw her. So it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. She was in an episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yes. That was right <laughs> before Thor, the Dark World. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tied into that movie. Or after, actually. I can't remember. One of the two. But yeah, we see, bro- we see <laughs> I said a brokey. We see Loki kind of break down here. Um, it's this time loop that just, he keeps getting kicked in the nuts and punched in the face. Um, yeah. And... S- l- l- Sif keeps saying, like, you're you're always going to be alone, mm-hmm. uh, which you would think, like, ah, Loki, you're not going to be able to, like, break him like that. You know what I mean? Like, he's so narcissistic. He doesn't care what you have to say about him. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, he's, like, on his knees, like, oh, my God, fucking please. Exactly. No more. And, like, I love I always be alone because I'm so narcissistic. I love the way that the show, like, t- speaking to that kind of the element of, like, breaking the character down, the way that they literally, like, take away all the sort of masculine sort of uh i'm trying to find the right word but like power mongering kind of mentality that that loki has and they just literally just strip this character down to like where he's on his knees and like the metaphorical image you know of that is is really powerful i think but um yeah i just thought it was really excellent like the way that that they use that device to kind of like sort of deconstruct the character even further so i really enjoyed that aspect of it even further, Taylor, they're doing everything you want. You're just mm-hmm. going to keep deconstructing Loki until we get to the center like a Tootsie Pop. Exactly. Higher, faster, yep. further. Yep, exactly. Deconstruct it to build it back up. Like That definitely feels like the motto of this kind of uh, series like this. <laughs> uh, well, while Mobius is dealing with Loki and his uh, time loop, is it B-15? Is mm-hmm. that... Uh, yep. The other TVA agent who mm-hmm. Sylvie enchanted at the Roxcart uh, compound mm-hmm. apocalypse yeah. thing, she, we've caught, she's she's always kind of been the loyal soldier, and uh, we see her kind of break rank here, and she goes in and asks Sylvie to show her again, um, and kind of she doesn't believe her until she's like shown more of her past life, and she's like, I used to be someone, like, oh my god, I was happy, um, and kind of joins. Sylvie and Loki's team, uh, which yeah. of course their goal is to get to the Timekeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anything, but they kind of just go on, you know, like that scene in the in the trailer where he's got the daggers and he flips them. You know, like they have this fight with Renslayer to get uh, de- into the elevator, right, to get down to the yeah the Timekeepers. No, no, but- they get arrested and they just. They're like brought before the timekeepers, right? So, so what yeah. happens is that Mobius 
uh, like basically discovers that Renslayer is, you know, kind of like has ulterior motives. You know, we're not quite Mm -hmm. sure what those motives are yet, but he definitely like uh, for me, the scene between them when they're in her office, it's like some of the most subtle acting Owen Wilson has ever done, at least as far as I've seen. And like, I'm not just saying that just because it's an MCU property. Like it is Mm -hmm. a really good performance from Owen Wilson in this show so far. And, uh, you know, eventually he comes and saves Loki and, they kind of have that um, that sort of buddy cop moment, you know, that we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier in the earlier episodes where it's like they're finally on the same page and they're sort of starting to um, really work together in a way that's copacetic. And then they come back and uh, Renslayer basically, um, oh gosh, what do they call it? Uh, prune. Prune, yeah, she prunes it. Yeah. And you're like, well, shit, I wasn't expecting that to happen. I was not, <laughs> I was like, I was not expecting it. Yeah. Like, blew me off my feet when it happened. Because it's just, yeah. it was one of those things where it's like, fuck, I'm finally invested in this character. And then you have to go and pull the emotional heartstrings in that way. You yeah. know, where it's like. Well, I love how she's like, where would you go if you go anywhere in time? And he was like, probably from where I'm really from. Maybe I yeah. had a jet ski. And yeah. then she just fucking pruned his ass. And I yeah. was like, ah! Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which, you know, it's good uh, to know by the end of the episode that, like, hopefully that character is, you know, not finished by any means. But for a second, yeah. I was like, are they really going to just, like, do that to us? Like, <laughs> It was pretty fucking savage, dude. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I got to second what you were saying, Taylor, about Owen Wilson's acting on this. Um, a friend of mine and I were literally talking about that yesterday, that, like, aside from maybe Midnight in Paris. Yes. You froze like, a little bit there. You said uh, Midnight in Paris. Oh, yeah. Aside from Midnight in Paris, um, I think this is the most, like, realistic, like, non-kitschy. Yeah. Non-Wes anderson been. Yeah. Not wow. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever exactly. his catchphrase is. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So this ain't no drill bit Taylor is what you're saying? Yeah, my Jesus friend. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know if I agree with her on this, but my friend said it's the most grown-up acting he's done. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Like, that's hard to argue, but it's good acting nevertheless. Like, some of his yeah. best acting for sure. Yeah, he's pretty good in the Darjeeling Limited. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like some of the later Wes Anderson stuff that he did is is pretty solid, as well as like, uh, there's a couple other projects that he's a part of that I can't remember off the top of my head that I enjoyed his performances in. Yeah, but, but he's like the least Owen Wilson in this. Yes. Yes. Like he's yeah. actually <laughs> divorcing himself from himself. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't say wow, so that's you know sad. No, but, but he did fine. say Not... how. Yeah. How? <laughs> well, he hasn't said it yet, Joel. We still did got two really? episodes, so he yeah, he did. He he got very close. Yeah, it was either how or now. Mm. That is fucking hilarious. That's He's funny. like, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna fucking slip it in there somehow, <laughs> somehow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. Look, I don't remember how they get there, but uh, just, they get taken down to the timekeepers, mm-hmm. um, and B15 is on their side, right? So she kind of like gives them the upper hand in this fight mm-hmm. where they get like away from. Yeah. Uh, Renslayer, big fight. And you said you didn't like this fight, Taylor. This, I kind of dug it. It's it, okay. So it reminds me, I got, I got big fucking throne room fight from uh, The Last Jedi vibes yeah. from this. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? True. Where it's like two yeah, people like fighting together. But if you look at the difference between what that movie does and what this show does, like the editing is super choppy. There's no geography established whatsoever. It's cuts every two seconds. It's like, they were really trying to hide the fact that the actors can't like 
that they can't do stunts in the way that you know they did in in that that film. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, but they I think can because we've seen them fight in other episodes. I know, and that's what's that's what's kind of weird about it. Like it's almost like they didn't have time to like choreograph the fight. Like maybe this was oh, one of the things maybe, that they yeah. shot like post COVID or something like that. Because it right, really right, feels because right. this show, you know, they they filmed part of it and then you know the, the basically the second half was post COVID. So you yeah. know maybe that's the reasoning for it. But I just didn't really. I was like, this is pretty rough. Like considering, like I said, that what we saw in the third episode, I kind of expected more, but. I love the scene, the way it was written, the way the beats happened, all that stuff. It's yeah. just really the way it's shot, you know? Yeah, I thought some of the action was cool. Oh. You're, um, you froze again. Yeah. You said some of the action was cool. Yeah, I, it's, my internet's real bad today, guys. Tell the UK um, to get better internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's being a problem. Um, the most anyway. powerful country in the world. Fix your internet. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, oh, some of the action I thought was good in the sense of like there were some bits where they were mirroring each other while they were fighting, which was really right. cool. Yeah. Like yeah, the sweeping yeah. the leg and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it definitely wasn't as cinematic as like what we saw in episode. Yeah, three. and then, and then, like I don't like that's what I'm saying. I think the choreography was fine. Like all the stuff in the scene was fine. It was just the way it was edited and like the way they shot it. I just, I just mm-hmm. wasn't a big fan of it. Um. And maybe yeah. it's just the editing. Like maybe the shots are really dynamic and and beautiful and stuff, and right. they just chopped it up. But who knows? But nevertheless, I still like what happens in this scene. And then, oh, I also wanted to mention beforehand too. We have the uh, we have the scene where Renslayer tells Loki that they've basically um, got rid of they pruned uh, yeah Sylvie. So yeah. I love mm-hmm. the the way that that kind of plays into this scene as well in terms of like you know the two versus one aspect and the way they kind of split up and all that stuff, you know, the, the way the yeah. fight develops. So, um, yeah, they do get the upper hand in the fight. I don't remember what happens to B 15. Does B 15 die? Um, I think so. I don't, I don't think remember. we see like what happens week. to her. Okay. Yeah. But they do. Loki does get the upper hand on the two other TVA agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sylvie does get the upper hand on Renslayer. I don't know why she doesn't kill her. She like, I don't know, she like, she like knocks her unconscious or some shit. Yeah. Um, but then she throws a sword at the timekeeper's head, and you're like, "Yo, she's gonna do it!" And then it's a robot head. Yeah, and you're like, I "What?" Knew it. Yeah. Well, okay. Real? So, so first of all, I think it's kind of hilarious that like, I don't know if you guys noticed that the 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 way they mixed the voices of the timekeepers was like really they're unintelligible. So it's yeah. so it was like bad. you can't even understand what they're saying, and these yeah. characters are talking to them like you can, but. The funny part to me is, is that like it didn't fucking matter at all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was almost like a cruel joke, like on the part of the filmmakers. But um, but I just thought like, it was an especially interesting... the Lorax looking one. Yeah, it was yeah, like... that mother. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck did you just? <laughs> yeah. say? And then I don't know about you guys, but jumping back to the Kang connection, it, they felt kind of Kang like in their design and appearance. Potentially, mm-hmm. maybe it was just me, or I can't remember. Maybe one of them was, but uh, but yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little detail. The way they kind of like went that way with the designs yeah. of the robots and all that stuff. So. Well, look, mm-hmm. before we get to the end of the episode, then I'm going to go down my uh, Joel's theory rabbit, you know, Joel's Joel's crazy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would love someone to go back and see if any of my crazy theories have come true. <laughs> some of them <laughs> sure, have. I'm sure right? some of them have. Um, I, I mean, think... Mephisto was definitely in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mephisto has been in every Marvel project since the beginning of time. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Kang created the TVA to mm-hmm. uh, like kind of uh, rein in 
on the multiverses that he conquers, right? He's Kang the Conqueror, right? So he goes around, he conquers the multiverse, and he's like, well, how do I, how does a king, like, reign in his, like, dynasty, right? You got to have, like, a government, right? You have to have, like, police and whatnot. So I think Kang created the TVA as sort of this, like, fascist, like, uh, I, I, government's the closest word, but, like, created the TVA to have a have a set of rules and like fake uh like uh yeah like have control over the multiverse basically yeah mm-hmm. you know and like like we said when he when when uh loki first came through processing and they showed the video and at the end of it it was like paid for by the you know like the 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 tva association or whatever it's like it's clearly you know like propaganda mm-hmm. so yeah. i just think that the tva is all a bunch of bullshit created by kang when he conquers a multiverse, he like puts it into the TVA's like system or whatever, yeah. And they and they like keep it in check. Mm. Interesting uh, theory. Mm. Yeah, it could be. I could believe that. I could believe could that. Could be. Yeah, especially because like with uh, all the uh, like trinkets that they hold on to is yeah. also very reminiscent of a Kang like comic storyline where like his world is made up of of uh not remnants what are they called um, my brain just stopped working um everyone's on the fucking it's fine i, I had the i couldn't think of yeah. a word other it's than okay. government so that's it's all good <laughs> like, like said, so we're like, professionals yeah the, the 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 trinkets but that's not the word they use for them but you know what i'm talking about the things that yes. they they save after yeah yeah, like mementos. In, in a com- memento yeah in a comic storyline he like creates his world based off of mementos that he's gotten from the worlds that he's conquered mm, right which makes sense because like ren slayer is like saving these things and she's that's what i'm saying shelf and stuff yes. yeah yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying thank you You're welcome. <laughs> she's, just, she's just saving welcome. all these trinkets for like uh when king you know makes for king yeah so. uh i just think Especially since there, we are definitely going for like the multiverse, and we know Kang is going to be in Quantumania. Um, I think it just kind of makes sense. Like he's out there, like tr- maybe, and like maybe he doesn't even get past Quantumania, and he's got nothing to do with multiverse of madness. And I'm wrong, but I just think it makes sense that he's out there trying to like conquer the multiverse. Because like, wh- why else would you be like a conqueror, right? If you weren't trying to like, yeah, c- conquer, conquer everything. Mm. Yeah, there's also, uh, speaking of like theories and rabbit holes, I saw this image someone posted. I'm not quite sure what the connection is or what it's implying, but it was basically an image of like the TVA and then like an image from, I think, Ant-Man and the Wasp in the quantum realm, like something very small in the background that kind of looks like the design of yeah, the TVA. The buildings. I saw mm-hmm. the buildings. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it, it's possible, especially with the Kang connection in Ant-Man, like maybe those two yeah. things actually are tied together. I'm, I'm not quite sure on that, but it could be interesting if so. Definitely yeah. possible. I think you're, I think, I think you're led to believe in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but that's just where Janet Van Dyne had been like living the whole time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it could be the TVA, right? Mm-hmm. But the quantum realm is also many places huge. in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, I think you're supposed to believe in that scene that that's like where Janet had been the whole time. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, cool theory, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, they're like, "Oh shit, these are robots. They're all fake." Sylvie and Loki are like, "I, we're in love." And then uh, he gets pruned, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, twice. Yeah, and then and then you know that's when <laughs> Sylvie's Wilson like, and "Loki." Sylvie's like, "Yo, I want to know everything," just like the audience yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and um, then that's the end of the episode. It definitely yeah. nothing else happens, right, guys? Yeah, and there's no there's yeah, no mid credit scene at all. Nope. Nobody nobody watched the credits because Marvel would never put something else after the episode ends. Yeah, right. <laughs> when it's over, it's it's supposed to be over. Yeah, totally. I mean, I will say that based on before we jump into the the mid credit stuff, uh, I will say that this show has kind of been a little bit unpredictable in the sense that like even with two episodes left, I'm very curious to see how they're gonna sort of tie up all these yeah. loose ends and like how everything's gonna come into play. I mean like, for instance, I know I keep mentioning it because I'm super excited to see it, but we haven't even seen Politician Loki yet, which I'm sure is probably going to happen <laughs> in episode five. Because oh, it's going to happen in the next episode. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's yeah. no doubt about it at this it's point. It's got to be. But nevertheless, there's still a lot of story to tell, and I'm curious to see how they're, they're sort of going to wrap all that stuff up. And, you know, this may be one of those series where it's like certain threads are, are closed off, but certain threads are left to be, especially if it's going to have a second episode or a second season. Um, yeah. but nevertheless, Which, this mid credit scene is pretty wild. It's pretty I wild. I thought they were already in early development for season two. That's, that's, that's what so, I've, yeah. I've read so far. But I would imagine that, yeah, not everything is going to be yeah, there's, fully wrapped up. Uh, yeah. yeah there's okay, also, be, but like, so like Loki gets pruned because Renslayer's alive. Like when, when you're in a fight to the death, like don't just fucking like punch someone and be like, all right, fucking fight's over. Well, I think I'm sure she didn't kill her because she needs to get the information out of her. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, it does seem dumb, but like, true. that's probably true. why she just knocked her out. But true. she didn't expect her to get back up before like she could. Yeah. Like, uh, like punch her, knock her out and then like zip tie her or something. <laughs> so yeah, she right. can't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I will say before this mid credit scene, I was like, wow. Killing Loki is actually something they might do because they have Lady Loki now who could carry on the mantle. Like, mm-hmm. it's weird for them to do it in episode four, but it's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then we see the mid credit scene. Loki wakes up and he's like, "Am I dead?" And you hear a voice go like, "Not like what he's saying, like not yet. If you don't come with us or whatever." Yeah. yeah. He well, he says, "Am I in hell?" Um. And then yeah, they they say, "Not yet. If you unless you come with us." And we pan and over it's... or cut to uh, Kid Loki holding a alligator Loki, flanked on either side by Old Man Loki, who's mm-hmm. in a like classic Loki comic costume, which is fucking hilarious. Yep. And a black Loki holding an alternate version of Milnor. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think he's which... credited as like boastful Loki. Boastful Loki. Loki. That's great. So look, I know everybody's losing their shit about alligator Loki and like mm-hmm. kid Loki, <laughs> yeah. but I want to know the universe where Loki was worthy of like wielding yeah. fucking Mjolnir. Like Seriously. That's, yeah. Seriously. that's my favorite. Like that's and, cool as shit. And I don't yeah. know if you guys. Classic Loki, boastful Loki. Right. Boastful Loki. That's, that's my so favorite funny. one right there. I love it. Boastful Loki. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed this too, but in the background we see like a lot of buildings and stuff and there's like an old yeah. decrepit like Avengers, Avengers Tower. Tower so, yeah. you know, that leads me to believe that the implication is that like any time the they use those what are those time charges or whatever to reset the the timeline yeah. that all that stuff that's being essentially thrown into like this purgatory or whatever it is this you know what i mean timeline yeah yeah exactly so it's like all the stuff that's basically been deleted you know what i mean it's like the a garbage yeah the it's garbage a giant timeline. trash bin basically <laughs> yeah oh, <great>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we have Richard E. Grant as old Loki, which is like wonderful. I mean, he was rumored for the series and they said it was basically going to be like a one episode cameo. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. We'll so episode probably, five, basically, yes. yep. he'll, he'll like, yeah, yep, exactly. Let's take then, him through the wasteland or whatever and be like, this is where all the old shit is. 
Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah. I mean, look, this, this is, a this is definitely going to be a big setup, not only for, you know, Loki in this series, but also just kind of the MCU as a whole. I mean, we're obviously yeah. going to see a lot of different versions of different characters. I mean, one of the things I read about was like, uh, there was rumors that like in, um, Thor, Love and Thunder, we're also going to see multiple versions of Thor, like different versions of Thor. So that's how we get the Natalie Portman version. And then it was also rumored that there's like, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I had no idea, but there's like a frog version of of Thor that's called Thor Thorg or something like that. I had no idea. And uh, so like that's been one of the... Yeah, that's one of the things that's been been rumored and stuff. So I mean, you know, obviously this is something that's going to be pretty uh, massive implications what we see in this next sort of uh, episode. Do you think politician Loki is when uh when he like sees this like trash timeline he tries to like take over yep. and like he's, rule he's, he's like I'll be your leader you know what I mean I'll lead all yeah. Loki's like no problem I'll fall in love with a Loki I'll lead all Loki's <laughs> like no big deal you know He's like look I know um, I was prudent and sent here for purgatory but like I'll just rule it this sounds Yeah great. no that I mean that's the, that's what I would have imagined I mean it, like the politician Loki could be another variant but it feels yeah. very Tom Hiddleston Loki you know what I mean um yeah. classic Loki yeah. if you will or original Loki MCU Loki I don't know how you want to put that but do you think when Owen Wilson was pruned, he got sent to a timeline where like Hansel is there <laughs> from Zoolander? I just rewatched that movie, which is great that you made that reference. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more Mobiuses that that we. That we it's know Hansel about. and the dude from Wedding Crashers, and it's just uh, it's just all of Owen Wilson's film characters. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. <laughs> what about what about uh, his character in You, Me, and Dupree? How about that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. He could be there, too. Yeah. yeah. That was directed by the Russo brothers. I don't know if you guys knew that. That was like one of their you, first no, movies. No, it was. It no was 100% directed by the Russo brothers, dude. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it was like what? one of their first features, I think, that they made. <clears throat> that is insane. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. The movie right? sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty big bomb. Um, I remember watching it, and I was like, what is this? But I had no idea who they, they were They had that, that bomb, time. and then they were like, okay, we got to step it up real quick. We got to fucking... And then they went, we to do, <laughs> they went to do community, and it was like game yeah, changer, they, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so back to the post-credits scene. Uh, Nerdist is saying that it's a post-apocalyptic New York City from a dead timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. From yeah. maybe that possibly when Loki when, won in Avengers. No, possibly when Ultron won. Oh. Because okay. if you look at, at Avengers Tower, it's ve- it's very specific part of the timeline because like the second deck wasn't built at a certain point. Oh, yeah. Um, they and changed the second the design, deck yeah. is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Fucking yeah. And they also say that it's... Four right. variant Loki. So they're saying that alligator Loki is animal Loki. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A la, 100%. A Froar or mm-hmm. Fro, whatever. Froar yeah. Loki. Yeah. yeah Frog and Loki. Kid Loki's just carrying him around because the transportation Throg, is that's easier. what he's called. Throg. Throg, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you make Alligator Loki yeah. follow you around everywhere, you're going to be waiting a long time for him to <laughs> fucking catch up with you. you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> it's a matter of convenience, guys. Come on. Yeah, I like the look of this new Milnor too. It's kind of got like an iron works look to it. It's kind of like yeah, looks like two iron like beams totally. And then it's if you notice the handle cool. too, it it like almost looks like a wrench, like the handle, like the box end yeah. of a wrench where it has like an opening and a circle at the end of it. So it's like yeah. that's kind of interesting too to see how they kind of redesigned that. I'm sure we'll see more. Super of it. cool. 
Oh, I'm ex- I'm excited for next episode. I don't want next episode to be so much of a bottle episode, though. I know. You know, like we still we still have a lot of shit that we need to learn, and it's mm-hmm. it it feels like all the next episode is going to be in this timeline, like I, him I, trying to like be the leader. Honestly, I don't think so. I mean, it'll for sure be the main uh sort of story thread, you know, the eight storyline in in the next episode. Yeah. But I think with like mm-hmm. Renslayer and Sylvie, like we'll definitely be like we'll learn more there. Um, yeah. because if you learn all that stuff in the sixth episode, it's just structurally, it's not going to make sense. Um, yeah. storytelling yeah. wise, you know, so that would make sense that we have like these two separate stories we're following and then maybe right. something with Owen Wilson's, uh, M- Mobius. I keep going to say Morbius. So. I don't know why. <laughs> because you're just so fucking excited for Morbius, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, Can't fucking wait. Seriously. Uh, okay. Um, do you think we see Kang by the end of this series? Even if it's just a cameo, like 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 Thanos at the end of Avengers. I think if anything, it's going to be that. But you think we will? <laughs> Taylor, I wish you guys could see what he. <laughs> Maybe. It's Well, no, it's just tough to say because it's like so many things can happen with the sort of whole variant yeah. multiverse aspect happening, you know, going on in the yeah. show. So it's like I, I would I, guess. Go ahead. I would guess it would be maybe the last uh, post credits. Yeah, I mean that's that that would be the most like uh, God. I can't think of the freaking word. We neither of us, any of us. Yeah, the most logical conclusion to have. But (laughs) I'm just having a big brain fart right now. Apparently, but um, but yeah, I mean we'll see. If we don't get Kang, I'm not going to be like mad. But I I think the most likely possibility is they're going to tease it, but not actually show him. Like we're going to learn that someone else is pulling the strings, you know, and then. I think we get Kang them. or we get like Scarlet Witch, uh, like we blasting could. through the multiverse. We you know could, what I mean? Maybe. Like she's trying to find her kids. Like she's going to just like blow a hole through the yeah. multiverse. Yeah. Because the next big thing we got, like you said, aside from this year, the next thing is the multiverse of madness. Right. So yeah. and we're yep. setting up. I think here's the thing I was talking with Pat today actually on the golf course because I golf now I don't know if you guys know that I golf now. Uh, Joel the golfer um yeah I'm, I'm a golfer anyway we were talking about remember when she dropped all the bombs and the timeline started going like crazy yeah they never mm-hmm. they never they never solved that yeah problem so did shit go fuck or what uh, it's did hard they save to say. all the timelines yeah, like I mean, they haven't given us really enough information to make that determination, I don't think. Um, yeah, like, yeah. did any of them redline? Did they all redline? What happened? They didn't really, like, close that storyline out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll circle back to that. Oh, yeah. You'd but if this like, is all, episodes. like... Yeah, but, like, if this is all... Well, this whole last episode... Or, sorry, the uh, the episode before, the L- Lamentis one, that was all off-world. So, like, we don't yeah. know what was happening at the TVA during that time. So I'm sure we'll get a recap of of what happened there yeah but also if it is all like kang's little pocket of conquered worlds like it might not actually affect quote-unquote real life yeah. right you know yeah. so maybe it's just like maybe redlining doesn't actually matter <laughs> and they make you think of that yeah. i mean that would if, yeah they scare you into yeah. thinking that so it does the means it of submission also, I just exactly. I just want to call it Kang's Playground, Lauren. I don't know why that sounds <laughs> yeah. funny. The TVA is Kang's Playground. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's obviously, like, a lot of questions still to be answered. But 
feel like tomorrow the show's... midnight next episode yeah Woo. i know it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how this thing winds down yo we're, we're gonna have so much to talk about in two weeks because we're gonna have two episodes of loki <sighs> and, and black a black mm-hmm. wow yep can that I'm... be can that even be one podcast um it can it's just gonna be a jumbo size podcast or you froze a lot can that even be one podcast <laughs> yes okay or no or oh. both or oh god <laughs> all i know is that you know, what if a spider-man trailer comes out in the next two weeks uh, okay then we have three podcasts yeah. we gotta have a spider-man trailer a black widow and a fucking oh my god this would be just a four hour a three hour jeez, oh, too much Crazy. too much yeah plus what we've been watching you know oh right. god i'm i would be fine to cut that just well that i have a feeling like what we're gonna what we're, what we're gonna be watching is marvel stuff <laughs> Is Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, all I have to say is that I'm just ready for some uh, Florence Pugh in my life. Some new Florence Pugh yes, sir. performance. Yes, sir. So I've tickets. heard she's really good in the movie. IMAX. Ooh. Fucking Thursday night. Dang. Universal City Walk. Nice. Middle, oh. middle back. I'm fucking, yeah. I'm ready. Dude. I'm yeah, so we're, we're actually going on Friday to City Walk to see it, so. What? Yeah. You're coming to City Walk and you didn't fucking invite well, me? Well, it's um, I'm going with some friends that invited me. That's why. So This podcast is over. Yeah, it's done. Taylor and I are not friends anymore. Yeah. Who are you going with? It's nice knowing you. Uh, it's like Itai and, and some, some of his buddies, basically. Fucking Itai, ruining my life since 2013. <laughs> no, it's like uh, some other friends from college, basically, but. I was a friend from college once. Well, I mean, you probably yeah, know most of these people. Yeah, but you're more than a friend from college yeah. now. I exactly. know. Uh, okay, what we've, <laughs> let's do some what we've been watching before yeah. I cry on the podcast. Definitely. It's okay. I saved you, Taylor. Don't worry. <laughs> Seriously, right? Um, uh, I, what have you guys been watching? I don't know. I, I, I got a few things. Uh, I guess I can start yeah. us off. Um, sorry, just pulling up the list right now. So uh, the first thing that I actually watched last night was... Um, in the Heights, the new... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, the Lin-Manuel... I forgot to put that on my list, but I saw it in theaters. The nice, nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I uh, I enjoyed it. It's definitely no Hamilton. Um, and I haven't seen the play or really listened to any of the, you know, the original stuff from, like, the original Broadway cast and all that stuff. So it's hard to make that comparison, but uh, I enjoyed it for what it is. I mean, it's definitely a big, bombastic musical that's got mm-hmm. some pretty great visuals in it, you know, in terms of the choreography and... I mean, the pool sequence, I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about, is yeah, one of the things that comes to mind. shout out to Camp Bravo alumni Christopher Scott. There you go. Chore- um, choreographed the movie. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah they, yeah, they did a great job with the choreography, and, and there was some pretty, some pretty good stuff in there. I really like Anthony mm-hmm. Ramos as the lead. Like, he's definitely, you know, one of those people that has the potential to be a massive star uh, in this industry. And then uh, the one thing that I that I felt like, it didn't really work for me. It was just the the pure length. Like it felt overstuffed. It felt a little bit overindulgent. Um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely could have been a little bit tighter. And it, at like two hours and twenty minutes, I felt like it kind of sort of dragged on a little bit too much, in my opinion. But nevertheless, I for the most part enjoyed it. What were your thoughts, Lauren? Yeah, I I can see that. I had a couple moments where I thought, oh yeah, this is a long movie. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's when you're converting a stage show to film, especially a show like that, where it's not as much of an operetta of sorts as Hamilton is. 
where it's literally all of it is songs. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does have so much of the story is in the songs. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to figure out where to cut it. So I, I kind of get why they didn't, but, um, but I do agree that it for for a film it did feel a bit long, yeah. um, but I really I loved the visual the visuals like you said the choreography the colors I mean, I mean yeah the and some of the like animations that they added into it in mm-hmm. some of the numbers was pretty cool too yeah definitely um, I also have not seen the stage production I've listened to the soundtrack a little bit but I didn't super like I didn't get super super into it before. Uh, like uh, the original Broadway cast recording, I mean, um, so it was f- it was fairly new to me, yeah. Um, the storyline of it, but mm-hmm. I do think that it is. I think it definitely changed the face of movie musicals, and I thought it was. Well, I know there are still some problems with the representation in the film, not being fully represent representative of that population. Um. I yeah. also think it was a nice big step forward as far as um, representing yeah. a huge Hispanic cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun to have some cameos that I didn't expect. Like, I didn't know that Stephanie Beatrice was mm, yeah. in it. Yeah. And so to see her in such yep. a different role from Rosa Diaz mm-hmm. is, like, super fun. Absolutely. Um, the other two main girls, I-, I didn't super love them, to be honest. But I thought Anthony Ramos was phenomenal and i loved the other like cameos like lynn as the um piragua piragua guy and then mm-hmm. christopher jackson yes, as the, the ice cream man yeah i thought like, that was battle. so funny yeah. like, <laughs> that was really funny which that's not in their original show but that yeah, was a fun little i could tell like that was moment. A, yeah um as well as like the hamilton waiting tone um yeah. i don't know if you caught that but mm-hmm. That was yeah. a, a fun little Easter egg. So Absolutely. overall, I would recommend it um, if you're into movie musicals or even if you're not, like, check it out. Yeah, um, I think it's I worth think it's watching. included on HBO Max for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, until so the, if you don't want to go to theater, but. I think until the 12th it is, like, summer, like, the first week or two of um, of, of this month, so. I worked but, with Rita Moreno the other day. Oh, nice. That's cool. Fun stuff. Oh, um, fun that's cool. Yeah, thing. She can't remember um, her lines for yeah. shit. I hate her. <laughs> there you oh, go. Our fucking scenes were t- taking like hours, and I'm like, "You're mm. you, the the line is like two sentences. What the fuck <laughs> no. is wrong? Why aren't you doing she your is, job?" <laughs> she is getting up there. She yeah. is old. Yes, I yeah. was just very but, annoyed. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so beyond, it has nothing to do with the Heights. It's yeah. just a you know a <laughs> Puerto Rican actress who was yeah. in a, also in a musical. Definitely, yeah. which so, is also being revived. So yeah, really that's Scorsese, somewhat topical. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so, Spielberg, not Scorsese. Oh yeah, it's um, whatever. West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> same guy. Two old, two old dudes. Yeah, two masters of film. One and the same. Anyway, Taylor, what else have you been watching? <laughs> um, yeah. So beyond that, I also had a chance to check out the new Amazon Prime movie, The Tomorrow War, which stars Chris Pratt. Mm. Have you guys heard of this? <laughs> I've heard of it. Haven't watched yeah, it. It's um, it's got an interesting premise. It's 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 basically we don't support Chris Pratt unless it's Guardians well, of the Galaxy. I mean, that's <laughs> also problematic yeah, that's too with his you know conversion therapy yeah. donations and all that crap. But yep. um, nevertheless, like I think the premise of the movie is actually kind of interesting. You know, it's basically a time travel movie where there's like an alien attack in the future and they've run out of soldiers and they basically have to recruit people from the past to come and fight the war in the future. 
So that's the basic concept of it. Um, overall, I have to say that like this is one of the stupidest smart movies that I've ever <laughs> seen. Or maybe it's the other oh, way boy. around. I'm not even sure because like one moment <laughs> I'd be like, okay, like that's it's pretty cool. I'm kind of interested in this, and then the next I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like the stupidest. You know what I mean? And and like not to like there's been there's definitely been worse sci-fi movies by far, you know what I mean? But it's just one of those things where it's like, as soon as you rope me in, you had to push me back away, you know what I mean? Don't they, like, it, there's time travel in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and they, I, I heard that they very much don't know how to follow their own rules. Yeah, yeah, travel. like, the, the, the rules of so. time travel in this movie are very vaguely established, but, like, there's certain things that don't make sense if you really think about it. I wasn't yeah. too worried about that. I was just looking for a good time, like a, like a fun time travel movie that's going to hopefully keep me on my feet. And I think that was mm -hmm. the most disappointing thing about the movie is that, like, it was just so damn predictable, you know, um, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And it's like, OK, I'm waiting for something like really fun and interesting to happen. And it's just kind of like very paint by numbers in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's worth checking out. But it's also another two hour and 20 minute movie that has no... Kind of sounds like you're telling me it's not worth checking. No out. right being as long as well. I think it is, but I think it has no right being as long as it is. And then also, there's like a fourth act that happens in the movie that like was. I don't want to spoil it or ruin it, but did Zack Snyder make this movie? It well, it it kind of almost felt like Zack Snyder esque in the last like thirty minutes. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, all right, you know. And then Chris Pratt's <laughs> character is 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 like interesting but like the most boring kind of interesting like like classic <laughs> classic hollywood like let's try to give this guy some sort of emotional arc and emotional heft and yeah. it just comes off as like really contrived and like wrote and you know just all those sort of uh oh, words it's a chris that, mckay movie yeah Sorry. i know which is which is a little um who's that a little surprising he did um i think didn't he do the lego batman Right? Yeah, and the, and the Lego movie. And yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, he wrote Chicken the Lego movie. And... Yeah, exactly. And he's been trying to do a Nightwing movie for the longest time, and I feel like this was almost kind of his audition for that. But, I mean, the, the, it's not that it's, like, terribly directed. I just think that it's kind of, like, a boring... Like, it's it's an interesting concept that's never really sort of fleshed out in a way that it could be, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'll, that's all I'll say about that. I also had a chance to check out Luca, which is the Disney Plus well. Pixar release. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, it's definitely low stakes. It's it's for sure a character drama. Um, I mean, the whole plot of the movie revolves around a Vespa. And I love every aspect of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just a really quaint, nice little character story. Um, you know, other than the fact that it's basically a remake of Call Me By Your Name, but done by Pixar. Um, you know, <laughs> there's something to be said for that, but I love also that Pixar's basically like sneaking in some sort of LBGTQ undertones to the story, um, in a yeah. mass appeal, you know, company like Disney, like the, the fact that they were able to get away with that, I think is, um, is pretty impressive personally. Call so. me by your name. Like the one where the dude fucks a peach. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not as risque, but it definitely has those like bro... <laughs> Like the the like like a friendship like obviously it's not sexualized in any way like there's not really a romance but there's definitely like undertones of like these two guys are are friends almost too good of friends you know yeah I mean it definitely seems like one of them could potentially 
have an affection towards the other. Yeah. Um, like it's very, very jealous when the, the girl comes into the picture and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you on the fact of like, yeah, it is a nice, cute little quaint story and it is definitely a huge metaphor for like outsiderdom. Um, I did find it a little bit problematic that most of the Italian characters don't actually have Italian accents. And, like, the villain has a very corny, stereotypical Italian accent when your story is set in Italy. Um, Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think that should have not been the case. Like, it shouldn't shouldn't have been Americanized in, in that sense if you're, like, it's very, very prominently Italy. Like... It's not just, oh, it happens to be in Italy. It's like this story revolves in a lot of ways around the fact that it's in Italy. So, Eddie. I, yeah. Um, there's literally a pasta eating contest. So, yep. Tortellini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the interesting part about this is that, like, this I'm movie was, was directed by an Italian guy. His name is Enrico Casarosa, yeah. I believe. So, it's like interesting yeah. that they, like, quite didn't, they didn't necessarily feel the need to, like, appropriate. Italian culture in that way, like, or I don't even know if appropriate's right, but incorporate, you know, Italian culture in that way. But yeah, incorporate. But I felt like it was almost, it was almost appropriated instead of incorporated. Right, like that. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like this weird, interesting balance. I mean, again, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah, definitely one of those one of those Pixar movies that's way more low stakes, but um, still good storytelling nevertheless. You know, and like it was really pretty too. It has a good message too, and that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just has a really good solid theme, especially for a kids' film. So, if I, if tonight at seven thirty p.m. I smoked a fat ball, should I watch Luca or The Tomorrow Wars? Dude, watch Luca. <laughs> Luca's a perfect okay. movie to like chill and smoke a bowl and just like. Dude, there's the I don't know if you noticed, Lauren, but the Sasha Baron Cohen cameo, like I was just gonna bring that up. Was uh <laughs> I kinda wish we had more of that character in the movie because I, I am loved surprised. Him. Yeah. Oh, you still there? About yeah. uh did I freeze again? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh I I uh, wish we did have more. I'm also very confused about how he is the brother of Luca's dad and yet is a completely different species. I know. That's kind of like, I just love that. Like, they're just Spoilers. so like, nobody even I didn't even say cares. what he was. I'm yeah, not giving that spoiler I, I, away because yeah. it's pretty great. But I was just, he's like, this is my brother. And I was like, but you're a completely different creature. Right. I don't um, understand. His, his, his mother or father got freaky with a lot of different species. Yeah. Exactly. But like, I don't even think they're half and half. Like they're half brothers, but no, <laughs> that's funny. Like maybe adopted or step. Okay, like, yeah, there but they go. don't say that. Yeah, definitely. That's the only justification I think of it. Right. All right. But, what's um, next? Yeah. So I would, I would definitely recommend Luca. Um, just really quickly, two other shows I've been catching up on. Uh, finally had a chance to see Barry, season one of Barry. Ah, uh, freaking oh. so amazing! Like Noho Taylor. Hank. Finally. I know. I can't believe it took. I mean, it's I've heard so all. The, I've heard all the great things. I just, you know, for whatever reason, haven't got around to it. And 
Uh, Noho Hank is like one of my favorite. Dude, car- like he is a, an yes. amazing yeah. character, and Anthony Kerrigan I, in that role is. I'm so sad he didn't get the Emmy for it. Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of so good, kind of messed up. I'm still making my way through season two. So again, if anybody who's listening to this hasn't seen Barry, like go go check it out immediately. I mean, it's four hours of one season is four hours of content. You know, you can burn through that in a, in a day yeah. easily. Um, and then finally had a chance to catch up on the first two episodes of Rick and Morty season five. Uh, really loving it. Oh, I how think are it's, they? I, I think it's them. a much stronger start than season four. Although Where did I do, you watch them? Uh, I, they actually released the first one on YouTube, and then on uh, okay. the second episode, I found like a like a bootleg version on YouTube of. So I just no, it. we would never do that. Yeah, no, I mean, one, they, they, no one would ever legally watch anything. It's really annoying to watch it that way, but I was like, I have to check it out because it's here. So. Um, no, but you also didn't do that, though. No, of course not. Why would I do that? I mean, I didn't upload it. I just watched it. So, it's, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm re- really enjoying uh, season five. I mean, it's Rick and Morty. It's, you know, you get what you're you're looking for in that show. There's not too much that they're doing different, you know, from the established formula. But uh, still, nevertheless, it's good so far. So that's what I've been watching. Sweet. Lauren. Nice. Um, yeah, so Taylor covered a couple things that were on my list, um, but I, I love, also... I love when that happens. I know. I love when that happens. Um, and even reminded me of one I forgot was on my list. Um, but speaking of Lin-Manuel Miranda, I finally watched Mary Poppins Returns. Ah, okay. Um, nice. so I know it's a little bit old, but I finally watched it. I gotta say, it took me a while to, <laughs> to get through it and finish <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, um, I kept having to stop and start it, partly because of my schedule. Wasn't always going back to it. Partly because I thought of it was your okay. schedule is what we heard. Um, partly because of my schedule and partly because it just, like, I didn't always go straight back to it next time I watched uh, something. Yeah. Right, um, right, right. I thought it was... I thought it was an okay little tribute. Like some of it was a cute little tie-in, but I wasn't like blown away by it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was kind of meh on it as far as like live action stuff. I definitely thought Corolla was better. Um, Interesting. But okay. but it was all right. Yeah. Um, and then I also watched an American Pickle, Seth Rogen, <laughs> yes. and <Nice>. Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually was very pleasantly surprised by it. Um, I thought it was a, a fun, like, cute and kind of heartwarming film and, and a little bit different for Seth Rogen. Um, mm. And, like, I have, like, one side of my family is Jewish, so it was nice to see. I mean, I know Seth is Jewish, so obviously, like, things would probably be done be done in a good manner when it comes to talking about the faith and stuff. Um, but I thought it was really well done, like, uh, the way he handled, like, the history from the small town, like, ancestor to, like, the modern guy and, you know, how that importance of faith has changed throughout the def- the generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was, it was quite interesting. Um, and just, like, the concept of it is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I recommend it. Um, and then I've been watching a docu series on Netflix called "This Is Pop," mm, um, and it's I've like been, a history yeah. anthology of pop music. And I have actually been finding it pretty pretty fascinating, um, you know, because I'm somewhat into music, but um, you know, not necessarily as in depth as I am with film and television. Yeah. Um, 
so it's really cool to see really how things have evolved um and the way they break it down they kind of focus on one subject at a time so like they there's an episode about auto-tune and Mm, um, like country going pop and brit pop interesting um and so to see the evolution of things yeah uh, and actually there's one called stockholm syndrome about how some of the best uh songwriters of present day uh are actually swedish and yeah. have written some of the biggest yeah. pop songs of all time, mm-hmm. like beyond ABBA. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these songs there are I other didn't... musical groups other than ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one of which is the I can't remember his name, but the um, the composer. The Damn. composer. Damn internet. Dang from Black Panther. Oh, Lud- Ludwig Granson, right? And Mandalorian. Yeah, yes. Ludwig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah he's a guy so people he, does. He's on it. Um, nice. But, you know, some of like Britney Spears' biggest hits, Pink's, Backstreet Boys, like you name it, it might be written by a Swedish composer. Yeah. Um, or songwriter, rather. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so if you have any interest in music, particularly pop music, I definitely recommend checking it out because it's a, it's a pretty fascinating looked into the music industry for sure and i i definitely have that on my queue on netflix and i saw the little um teaser that they play where like nick lachey is like making fun of his frosted tips and i was like okay i can i can appreciate this oh that's funny (laughs) or was it nick lachey one of one of the boy band guys i can't remember what it was but it might be i haven't finished this series so it's possible i know the with the stock up syndrome episode um uh brian brian from Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. um, is on it, but it's totally possible that Nick's in an- another episode because I'm sure there's sense. a boy yeah. band episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on um, now. Yeah. But yeah, that's, <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much it for what I've been watching. Cool. What do wow. you got, Joel? I have been watching the first season of Bosch. Oh, on oh hey. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, the last the last season just came out and everyone was like, Bosch is so good. And I was like, I don't know. And then someone was like, it's all set in L.A. And I was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it. It sounds great. Uh, I'm liking it so far. I'm in season. No, you know what? I think I'm in season two right now, actually. Uh, I think I completed season one the other day. Oh, nice. Um, I can't I feel like I can't fully judge it just based on the first season. I never do that to a show. I'll never I'll never give a final reaction based on a first season um yeah but i liked what i saw it seemed a little i don't know it wasn't the fact that they were hunting like one have you guys seen the show no no they're hunting like one killer like kind of the whole season and i was like Hmm. like you could have maybe broken it up into like like a procedural type like multiple bad guys in a season kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. i just kind of got over i was like yeah we get it it's this dude who, you know we we get it uh <laughs> so we'll see how season two goes maybe they'll switch up the formula who knows but i'm enjoying it so far i got only got five seasons left um <laughs> yeah so i've got some time and then there i've been go. watching this apple plus tv show called trying um, Oh yeah it's a uk show yeah um yeah. I was recommended it by some friends who really liked You're the Worst, which is, you know, my favorite show of all time. Um, 
it's two like early 30s british people like trying to have a kid and they mm, pretty early on i think even in the first episode they find out that like she can't have a kid so then it's a whole series about like their journey and like adopting um but they're like these early 30 like drunk like british assholes so it's like they have to like get their life together so they can have a kid um and it's really funny i'm really enjoying it it is very it is very you were the worst-esque a little bit less raunchy uh but really good comedy the writing is good the characters are super fucking funny um and i've been really enjoying it so i've also not been illegally watching that so if anybody has a way to watch that illegally or not you should check it out it's a really good show um and then of course nice of course we are in the midst of the european uh soccer tournament the euros football football euro 2020 because they're calling it because the it was scheduled for last year and they kept the name for some reason um but england just defeated the ukraine zero to four nice so we're we i say we because i'm rooting for england we have moved on to the semi-finals we're going to be playing on wednesday against denmark who's also been doing pretty good so yeah it's coming home it's coming home lauren knows the saying it's coming home uh harry kane and sterling have been just absolute beasts and it's been fun to watch and i can't wait to go to uh the red lion german pub in uh uh in silver lake to watch this game on wednesday nice it's awesome i think that's i think that's it i'm always watching fucking schmodown you know i'm always watching fucking schmodown yeah Um, of course Nothing spectacular to talk about in the Schmodown realm, but mm. yeah, trying. Good show. Bosch, good show. Maybe I'll watch the Tomorrow Wars or Luca. Gonna see Black Widow on Thursday. Hell yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to continually have some shit to talk about on what we've been watching now, you guys. There we go. Nice. Good stuff. So Nice. Uh, but that's this episode of Pop Pop the Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, we are still counting down the days until we see a Spider-Man trailer. We are we are on Spider-Man trailer watch. Don't you worry. <laughs> the second it happens, we'll have a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, until then, until <laughs> uh, within roughly within, after within two days, within a decent <laughs> amount of time, within a week, within, within an ex- undisclosed within an acceptable amount of time. Amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, with, but it's going to be great. Time, when it time is a construct. Exactly. Time is a construct. Yep. Nobody knows what time really is. We can yeah. guarantee that it will happen because we, we can't we, do that. We all know how on to, how much we love our Spider-Man talk, so it, it will happen True. at some point after the trailer comes out. Yep. True. Uh, but until then, where can everybody find you on the internet, Taylor? Uh, you can still find me and Twitter at Taylor Salen. Oh, that was easy. What about yeah. you, Lauren? Simple. Lauren's frozen right now, but where can we find her on the internet? <laughs> Whoa, okay. Oh, that today's came out. rough. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, I think we're good. I am yeah, good. at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram and Twitter and Clubhouse. Beautiful. Before her internet freezes again. Uh I am the LA Nerd. Uh you can find me everywhere at I'm the LA Nerd. I have not done a YouTube video in a very long time and I feel very bad about it. I've just been working so much and I Look, I know we put these podcasts out at like later dates and we're okay with it, but I feel like with the YouTube thing, it's like 
the shang chi trailer came out and i was like on a like a job in oxnard like out of like the county and i was like well by the time i get back it's kind of like not in the zeitgeist anymore yeah. So and that keeps happening to me so i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping spider-man trailer will come out i'll be home mm-hmm. and i can make it and i can get back to the grind and uh, you can see my pure fangasm as i see spider-man interact with two other spider-man Maybe, maybe. Um, they're not, they're not going to show Alfred that Molina about trailer. what happens in the movie. Yeah, I know we won't, but maybe we'll get a tease. But one can dream. Uh, one can dream. One can dream. A nerd can dream. Uh, but until then, later, nerds. Peace. Bye.